Hey everyone, uh, thanks for listening to Last Exit of Brooklyn. Uh, we're on Stork Media. Please rate and review um, and listen and subscribe. Um, tonight, we're all yeah. here. Yeah, well, we tonight, have- Eric, you, you do the honors. Introduce, we have, we have a guest, uh, someone that, well, I mean, we, I met him in, he's I think like 2000. Is yeah. that when you met him? Yeah, around then. I mean, we're, he's a very special guest. Uh, he's been on The Tonight Show, Chelsea Lately, Last Comic Standing, uh, MMA Roasted, that's his thing in a uh, also, the asylum. I think that was yeah, that was the play. <laughs> he was also on the asylum. Wow, that sounds like a good name. Uh, Adam Hunter. How yeah, are you? Adam Hunter. Sorry, I'm doing good. It's good to see you guys. Eric was me and Eric took uh, Chris Murphy's tom- comedy class together. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, you, is that really how you guys met? Yeah. No, were we in the in it together? Yeah, you were the best one in the class. Oh, that didn't say uh, much. There were some weirdos in that class. Well, well, Chris Murphy was like, I love Chris. He'd be taking notes, and I'd look, and one time, like every comic, he'd have notes, and I look back, and he's drawing little wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not even like watching. The, it was crazy. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't realize Chris had a class. Uh, that's it's really funny. I'm not sure he did either. <laughs> yeah, he thought yeah. he was in a wrestling portrait class. <laughs> I, took his, I took like all these comedy classes when I started. So one guy, Tommy Koenig, I took his class. And he would start our class, and he'd be like, "All right, here's an exercise." Everyone would just yell "fuck you" as loud as you can, you know, to get them out. <laughs> like, like, Fuck you, you know. And then, like fourth weekend, we realized his ex girlfriend like worked next door, so he was just doing it. <laughs> <for us. laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. That sounds about like what a comedy class would be. <laughs> um, you think so? Go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Derek. No, no. Well, I was going to say, so we met like around 2000 and actually, I don't know if you remember this, we did a show, me, you and Eric were on it and um, a few, and actually Chris Murphy was on it and <laughs> Dave Justgow yeah. and it was um, where, it was like just outside of New York. It was like, in Rockland County. I Rockland County. Oh, it was at really? like a bar. That's my, uh, that's my hometown. Did you guys know Is that? Is that really? Yeah. yeah. That's where I, that's where I grew up. All right, well, you're going to hear a horrible story about where you grew up. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. No, but it was one of those. It was my, you know, I you know, I had been doing comedy less than a year. I think you guys had been too. And, like, um, it was one of those shows. You know, I, you, I, you know when you, we were doing comedy, it was kind of like I was doing Bringer. So it was kind of like I thought comedy was just everyone's excited to, to be there. Yeah. And there was, like, a TV. They were, like, all watching TV, and then they just turned off the TV and had a show, you know? <laughs> And um, it was just awful. And I remember, Adam, you um, were, like, getting into fights with people because they were heckling you, but then you kept had all these comebacks for them. Probably, and yeah. I remember one specifically. This guy goes, you're a dick. And you go, uh, if I was a dick, I'd be in your mouth. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that is that. Wow. And, that's um, a good comeback. Yeah. I think I learned that, like, in fourth grade. Or something. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Well, you, yeah. you, so sometimes, I mean, you don't get heckled much anymore, but you, you kind of slam them down though, right? I think when I lived in New York, I was a lot more aggressive. 
You know, right. I think it kind of had to be in some ways. I mean, just the worst. I mean, they'd be like game seven of the playoffs. And it'd be an overtime and a bar. And they would just cut the TV off. Like, time for a comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like We've had so many shows where, like, people didn't know that they were watching comedy shows when they left the house. And then they just, <laughs> a show just got, like, bestowed upon them. You know, yeah. and, and that's always like the worst case scenario. Um, but yeah, I, I've gotten so many people like through, I you know got menus thrown on my head, uh, <laughs> bought bottles. I had to have security walk me to the parking lot a couple times. Oh um, shit! Well, you yeah. seem really good at that. Like you seem really good at like coming back. There's a video online of you doing it at, like a wedding, right? Yeah, I got hired to do a wedding, and like they they didn't tell the bride and groom hired me. And they wanted me to, I had to get like ordained to be a minister. Oh, wow. I had to, I was to marry them. Tough, <laughs> tough gig to, to get. Out, it. Like, roast everybody and do a comedy act. So I'm starting and I'm like, dearly beloved, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, look at the bridesmaids tits. Like this all like, and then like the, the father wasn't in on it. He's looking down like, no, this is not happening. This is not happening. He's right in front of me. But they didn't really tell me who to roast. So I started going into the crowd. <laughs> guy with like highlights and blonde hair. Like a, a doll. <laughs> And I was like, oh, sorry, your band broke up. Or I got up and pushed me. And then and this is like, everyone's like, hey, a Marine there, an Army. It's 5 o'clock in the afternoon in the backyard. There's like 300 people there. And then I had to do another 40 minutes. I hadn't got paid yet. You know? oh, so then I'm telling jokes. The guy's pacing in the house back and forth. And, uh, and then the grandma started yelling at me. And she's like, no one wants to hear your dirty jokes. I'm like, they hired me to come here. Like, it wasn't like I just showed up at a wedding. That clip made, like, all these shows, like, world's worst wedding. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wedding's gone wrong. Or one after another. So. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Funny. Well, because, yeah, because Ad- Adam's a great comedian. And he, like, I mean, he always crushes. Yeah. Um, but he this he can just do any. I mean, I early on, I remember he would just do any room. Like, he didn't care. Like, he was just one of those people. See you like, and Steve Marshall. Yeah. We did a yeah. show in, like, Connecticut. And uh, I was up there, and I was bombing, and you bombed, and then I bombed, yeah. and I go, uh, I was like a month in a comedy, so I was like a hot chick. I'm like, who wants to make out? And then some girl <laughs> raised her hand, and I just like made out with her, and then, uh, wow. and then that like killed, and then, then, and then Steve Marshall crushed after us, and then Eric's like, look, he had a much better set, but you have a better life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Adam would literally, or especially early on, like he would get women to come to shows and there'd just be like, I mean, it was ridiculous. It'd be like the whole crowd would be like 20, 21 year old girls or. Well, that's the thing. It's like, we, well, we used to work in uh, Times Square, Gladys's yeah. and Hamburger Harry's for four years. So you get all these tourists that are like, you know, looking around, nothing to do. And then all of a sudden we just like bring them to the show. <laughs> and, and then I lived across the street. So I'm like, Hey, want to come to the after party? They're like, yeah, it was just me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like they were like i was 21 22 i think, I think harvey weinstein used to have that too. <laughs> i wouldn't give them any roles okay, i'm just kidding i'm just yeah. kidding no, but it's it's different when you're 21 and like yeah. you're not disgusting i remember telling yeah. Eric a story about how like these two girls brought me back to their place and they were doing like cocaine off my penis you know <laughs> oh my and, god uh, and and the girl looked at me right before she did the line she goes we're never gonna have a relationship and then just snorts a whole lot <laughs> I, Sounds I fantastic. Telling, that must have and broken your heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was really looking. This was this was the keeper. And then I, remember, I remember telling Eric that story, and he was like, "Was it like Lady? I'm like the tramp. Or did they meet in the middle? The two girls? Like, like 
Oh, oh wait, there were two girls? Yeah. yeah, two girls. One was a little yeah. bigger, but she was actually the fourth. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's fine. Adam yeah. has a lot of stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a good life. Yeah, I do remember that too. Or like when I first was, because I moved to LA soon after I met you, but I remember like every story. Because I felt like, I mean, I think I was like 26 when I met you and like, I you, you seem like you were like nineteen. You seemed really young, like uh, you were was, a teenager. I, I remember doing a show with you one time, and uh, got the guy Todd Mondesi was up. I think mm. oh like, Todd Mike Day and Todd uh, Mondesi's whole act was like fuck gay people and fuck Haitians and fuck, like he went through fuck everybody. Like it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. fuck went on and next, fuck and, and then Tom went on next, and you were like, I think there's enough hate in the world right now. And just made a speech about his act, like it was. Just, <laughs> Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was actually cool of you. But was it wasn't really a comedy going on either way. But uh, I was like, it was oh my god! Wow, I don't remember. That's so funny that I would say this. I, I thought you, if I was going to say that, I thought there'd be like some punchline. No, um, you were just like, you know, I think there's enough hate in the world right now without. Oh uh, wow! Well, oh, I, I changed my I changed my view on that. Yeah, doing a little TED talk there. Huh? Um. There, there was, but there was another thing. Oh yeah, no, and I just remember every story was like about some chick you would just bang. Um, like there was a lot of those stories, and I was. I mean, like, it was yeah. one of those things where like it was for a while you don't get any money in comedy, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I hate to say like you got, but you would get girls that were way out of your league, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is true. I remember telling my I have a really rich relative, and, and he's like, I was like, I had a negative nine hundred dollars in, in my account or something, and <laughs> I had like. I mean, when I moved out to LA, I had no money. I would drive from like I remember I had a gig in San Diego, and I had enough money in gas to get to San Diego, but not enough money to get back. So I, I had to like sell merch. So like, if I don't sell any merch, I, I'm not gonna get back. I, I don't know how I'm getting back. And I was like telling my cousin this, and he's like, "Yeah, but then I was talking about some strippers that I was hooking up with, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, Adam, there's two two types of wealth in this world. It's my kind of wealth and yours, and one isn't better than the other." <laughs> I guess, uh, but yeah, no, I was, it was, I, I'm definitely like, you know, I think, I think I settled down at like 39, got married. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was time, you know. Yeah, and you got a, you got a baby now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And you know what the, the thing is, I've seen like you, a lot of comics, they have babies and they do material, and sometimes that. Uh, but you have some, you have some really good stuff that you. Oh, thanks. Man. Good, yeah. Um, do you? And I, I kind of feel like that. Baby material, that stuff really does well these days. I've noticed that a lot with comics talking about that. I mean, I try to do it like I try to. I try to update it. You know, like I try. Like I, I was doing like now with the pandemic and the quarantine. Right. I was home with my kid all the, like my wife works and she works from the house, so I'm up. You know, I'm up at eight in the morning till six with the baby. Um, how old is the, How old is the kid? She's two. Okay. And she's just go 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 go. You know, we're doing flashcards. And uh, I was trying to teach her, her colors, and she said, every color is yellow, yellow. Yeah, like she thinks every you know. <laughs> oh no! I'm like, well, I don't know if she's colorblind or woke. <laughs> you can't see color, yeah. Babies so, are really babies are really stupid. <laughs> they are, but they're also like super bright. I mean, she just she wakes me up, and then she's she was remote, put, takes the remote, puts it in my hand, oh, wow. tells me to like, she goes, "Daddy, wake up!" Pulls my eyes open. Tells me what the I mean, she's you know she knows yeah. what she wants. Not much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so I remember. So when did you move to LA? Moved um, to LA about eighteen years ago. I like so won a I like won a fake contest um, at Stand Up New York. They I got voted like funniest comic in New York 
but I didn't actually enter the contest. I was just married. I was just managed by Stand Up New York. Like I almost like fucking during my acceptance speech, been like, I don't deserve this because I didn't really enter this contest. Uh, <laughs> like like all, all of Carrie Hoffman's clients won this contest uh, and none of us entered, you know? Um, so they flew me and I think it was like Marianne Cirque and somebody else. Oh, out, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. Out to LA and our, and our prize was like a spot at the improv. And, um, and it was at the same time they had Montreal Comedy Festival auditions there. And I had a good set. I had like a, you know, you, you know, that, I thought I was ready, you know, there were so many things I would have done differently, but New York, you can get a really tight, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, yeah. you know? Yes. Uh, and so it like stood out. Like it was really, I was, I was happy about it. And then uh, this guy, Anthony Clark, who was on a show called Yes the Year. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember he, he was huge at that time. Yeah, yeah. He was like, hey man, let's, you know, you're really funny and I'll get you my manager and agent and, and uh, and then, like the rest is sort of history. Like he, like I mean, it didn't exactly. It, there's so many up and downs. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many. I mean, just but that's how eventually I like went out there. I was sick of barking, to be honest. It was yeah, four yeah. years of fucking barking. I remember I, I opened up Joe Franklin's with uh, Dave Rubin, and <laughs> we, like, we had a mass exodus from Gladys's, and uh, which, and we went over there and we started an, uh, our own comedy club, and. Um, it was fun. I just hated the winners and just standing outside giving off flyers. And yeah. I remember, yeah. I, I, and I you're, remember you're, you're one of the few comics I like that I know in LA that really works a lot in the clubs in LA. I think it's just, it's hard. Even if you're really big as a comic, it's hard to get a lot of work in LA. Am I wrong or no? Mm, uh, it, no, it's not really a hard. You have to cut. Well, n no, it's not hard. You can get up every night if you want. It's, just, it's hard to get up like three, four times a night or twice, right. twice a night. The driving is just not going to happen unless you're working the same club. You right. know, like you're at the comedy store, you could get up three times. You're at the haha, -ha if there's two shows. But it's hard to get, but it's not like the city where you can go like at 8, 10, and fucking 9 o'clock and at 10 o'clock. You know, you, um, but you do those numbers. I mean, you get a lot of spots in this in LA, I, I, I feel, for LA. I run, well, I also run my own room, mm -hmm. and that's like huge there. Is that and the then, one, the haha ha -ha one? No, the uh, Dime Bar. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you, Molly Heckerling, our friend. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. brought her. She brought her mom, oh, and cool. I didn't know that. Eric's like, "Can you put this girl up? She's really funny." I'm like, "All right." And then I and then she brings her mom. I'm like, I want to say, "Like, what do you do?" She's like, "I'm a director." I'm like, "Oh, good luck with that." And <laughs> oh, I, I didn't like, you said that to her mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her mom's like, oh no. I'm like, For oh, those who don't know, her mom is uh, her mom directed Clueless and Fast yeah, Times. Yeah, really like I like. <laughs> yeah. My mom was laughing, but I'm like, oh, it's an easy business. Trust me. Like, look at me. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. I didn't want to give him any, like, preconceived, you know. Yeah, thank she, you about that. Thank she you. probably liked that. They probably, she probably preferred that. Yeah, she, um, yeah, yeah, she, true, loved, she loved you. She loved you. She thought you, thought you were hilarious. Um, so when did you – just so how many times did you do, did you do The Tonight Show? I did twice. Um, I, I was like uh, – they kind of owed me, like – because I, I did last comic setting a bunch of times where like I would get in and go through like you know even though they pick you on last comic setting doesn't mean you're actually in. And I learned that the hard way because they would be like, "Hey, guess what? You're going to you're going to Las Vegas." I would get through the round and they would the judges would vote me in, and then I would get a phone call from the NBC saying, "Hey, you're not on the show anymore." I'm like, but they picked me, <laughs> and, I, and and you guys recorded me crying and thanking oh, no. everybody. They're like, well, sorry. I'm like, what the fuck is this, right? 
They're like, we're going to well, use that crying clip for something else now. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like three years in a row until finally like – Jesus. I like duped the people because I like went over people's heads. and Like I, like, I, went, I went and pitched the show to NBC. And they're like, oh, why don't you come out for Last Comic Standing? I'm like, well, because you won't let me. They, I, I did. And they're like, well, come out to the Arizona audition. And I flew to Arizona. I got through all the whole thing. And they called me again and said I was off. And at that point, I was like, I called up like Barry Katz. I was like, dude, I cursed him out. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was done with the business. I was like, I'm, out, I'm over. This is fuck this. Yeah. And then they called me and they were like, uh, they were like, hey, we want to have you back on the show tomorrow in Vegas. I was just like, what? What? So then I decided like I'm going to be the villain because me being who myself is not working, you know. So mm-hmm. I I went there. And I was like in the tryouts. I was like, I'm the greatest comic ever. Everybody here sucks, you know. Like, I'm the, like, yeah. fuck everybody. It's all about me. Just because I re- I realized that's what they would they would then put me through, and I had a really good set, so I went right. through. But then I'm like, great. Now I'm going to be known as the biggest douchebag ever. <laughs> so every time they interviewed me in the house, I'd be, I would then be like, they're like, do you think you're going to win? I'm like, probably not. You know, I'm not that good. Uh, but I work with kids who have cancer. And um, I was always like, say these like amazing stories. But they, they never used them because they were like, "Fuck this guy!" Like I just <laughs> wait. So did you get a question? It would be me working with kids who had cancer. So then yeah. they stopped. They stopped interviewing me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Bob and anyway, so Bob and Ross booked the Tonight Show, and they were the original judges on Last Comic Standing mm-hmm. when I went through, and they took me off. So they kind of owed me one, and like to a point where like like we'll get you on the on the, on the uh, Tonight Show. So the first time I found out the day before, they were like, uh, hey, can you do the show tomorrow night? And I was like so nervous because I had nowhere to run my set. And then there were a bunch of comics in LA that I had given spots to that were like, this guy, Skylar Stone. I was like, hey man, can I do your show? Uh, and he's like, sorry, man, I'm all booked. Uh. I'm like, I'm doing the Tonight Show. I just need five minutes. He's like, well, I could probably get you on the open mic. And I was like, dude, I've given you spots. And he wants to like debate it. So I'm like, that guy, you know. Another guy was teaching a comedy course at the HaHa, and I was like, hey, can I do your show? He's like, no, it's not about you. It's about my students. I'm like, I'm doing The Tonight Show tomorrow. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Come like, on. Just, it just, just never ends. Never yeah. ends. Well, this sounds crazy. Crazy, right? Well, yeah, because I don't know. I've only been, you know, I've been doing it three years, but all in New York. So the idea that someone doing The Tonight Show tomorrow can't get five minutes is insane to me. That's insane. The people I knew. So then I know. really well. Except for the fact that I was so nervous that I was like sweating. I had like pit sweat. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and before I went off, the lady was like, "Oh, we gotta blow dry your shirt because this is." So I took off my shirt, and she gave it back to me. When I put it back on, I missed a button, and everyone was like, hey, "You were really funny, but you don't know how to button your fucking shirt." You know? <laughs> oh, well. oh, when you when you did it, you're it's un, it's not buttoned right. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my shirt's not even. Yeah. Uh, no he, big he, deal. No one watches direct. that show. <laughs> but, then, but I was on there with like Bill Maher, right? So Bill Maher was the guest, oh, and wow. I I love Bill Maher. And then mm. they tell you like, hey, when you go, well, first he was giving me a hard time because I'm in the, the green room. They're like, hey, we're gonna have your jokes written out on the monitor. Yeah. And I, I I I was like, I don't want to say no because I'm like, well, I know I'm not gonna. I know my jokes. I'm not gonna look at the monitor, right? Okay. So I get out there, and Bill Maher is like. Hey, look, you got your jokes in the monitor? Wow. When I did this, sh- I'm like, like, he's like ribbing me about having. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Do so you think it's, it- I'm sorry, go ahead. I, well, I was going to ask, do you think it's better 
like to to get it, to find out that close beforehand or to to know about it yeah. i think i think so i for, for me i would i would rather just know. so you don't have to sweat it yeah i mean i mean i think that you want to have like it um well no cuz i you want to run your set you know yeah. you don't want to like yeah and so then, then the set, so then I go, uh, they're like, hey, talk to Bill Maher when the commercial break comes on. And when it looks like you're talking to him. So I'm like, Bill, do you still like doing stand up? Which is the dumbest question ever, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Like, well, first he was laughing at all my jokes. So I'm like, thanks for laughing. He's like, laughing's not voluntary. You're really funny. That was nice. Oh, that's and he goes, nice. yeah, of course I like still doing it. He goes, it's easier when you have your own jet, right? Oh, and I'm like, God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, so, so, then, so then it went to like, commercial and then oh then some girl was singing right and i didn't know i was still mike so some girl singing and i'm like damn she's pretty hot you could hear me over the fucking <laughs> so he's oh, like my. walking away from me like, <laughs> and wow the, sec- the second time i did it they- i find out day of the show day of the show uh because they they were going off the air in two weeks and they needed like a michael jackson they want the band wanted to do a michael jackson tribute but they couldn't clear it with the michael jackson estate mm. so they called me like, hey, we need to, we need to kill five minutes. Can you do the show today? Right. So I was like in like two hours. Right. So, Jesus. Uh, I was like, uh, yeah, all right. I, I had no idea. So I, 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 my dad brings me a shirt. that's like clean. I, I drive to old Navy to buy pants that are clean. I don't have <laughs> pants. That are, so I get to the tonight show and like JLo was the other guest, but she, well, she was, but she had, everybody was catering to JLo. So I don't even know if my jokes are clean enough doing the show. Like, they didn't <laughs> my set. But, but I'm not going to ask them, like, hey, are these jokes clean enough? Because how am I going to win that one, right? Like, are they going to they, – they, yes or no? What if it's no, I'm really fucked. So I got out there, and my opening joke was, like, I love Asian women. That's why I hang out at traffic school. And, like, the show went well, but then Leno was like, we're not going to be able to air that joke. And I'm like, Real, why? He's like, oh, we, the Asian people got mad at a joke last week, and they almost – so they they beat the word Asian. So they lowered the the, the volume. <laughs> right. Oh, so, no. so all you hear is I love Women. girl. That's why. <laughs> so it's it's okay to offend every woman, right? Just yeah. Then yeah. like then the next day I was working on a cruise ship, and and I, I do it. I left the next day for a cruise, and I do a joke and it bombed. And I go just so you know, I did that joke last night on the Tonight Show, and the lady in the crowd goes, I didn't laugh then either. Oh, like, oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually a funny hack. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that is a very um... yeah. But that that set went well, though, right? On it went really well. I was like, nice. I'm, I'm like upset that that show wasn't on the air anymore because Leno was like, it was really nice. He was like, hey man, this is the easiest set you're gonna have to do. He goes, if you mess up a joke, don't worry, we'll we'll do it over again. Which is not, I don't know if that's even true, but um, and he was like. <laughs> He's like the hardest part about this show was was getting here. He's like, this is going to be so easy for you. It was, was it? Did you did you find that? Was it an easy room? It was so easy because, but the hard part was that if you just pause, you'll get an applause break. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It was one of those things where you have to decide if you want an applause break or not. Like you could you could mm. do half your jokes and get applause break on every on every joke. Or you can get a laugh and keep throwing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I've seen those sets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, you're you're downplaying it, but like, you see some of these comics. I've seen a lot of comics bomb on these. Oh yeah. You know, so you did well. I mean, you can't you can't discount that. Well, well, 
It's also, it was at Burbank. People know they were going to The Tonight Show. Like when they used to have comics on Jimmy Kimmel, they would always <laughs> bomb because they're getting people off the street. Like, <laughs> they're barking people in? They are, from Hollywood Boulevard, literally. That's crazy. So, oh, really? Yeah, so they're like, maybe half the crowd even knows they're going to see a show. <laughs> that day. So, so that's a problem, you know? The other problem is like Conan is like, you know, they want like quirky alternative comics, but who's going to be in the crowd to see Conan? Like, yeah, people yeah. Are, people are on like vacation or tourists. You know, they're not like people that like, you know, so that's, that's kind of a miss there too, you know? Um, Yes, yeah, some of those, I feel like some of those late night shows, the, some of the crowds are, are rougher than others. Like, there's some that I've seen people have bad sets where I'm like... I think you're right about Kimmel. Kimmel, I've seen the worst bombs. I've seen yeah. bad sets on Bon Kimmel, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it also is like, I was the warm-up comic for the Playboy channel. Uh, That's cool. It was wow. like, oh, it was That's the only show like- I ever showed up early to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> it was these two naked girls, Jesse Jane and Tristan Price, and they'd be like ten girls naked behind them, scissoring each other. Come and, on! Uh, the topic of the show was like, if you catch your boyfriend cheating, blow him harder. It was like the most <laughs> show ever. And it, like, so they stupid. literally had a, like a talking vagina on the show called, <laughs> called the Oracle. It was called Night Calls. <laughs> I'm the warm-up comic, right? And uh, how many people in the crowd there? Dude, it was like 30 people, and none of them wanted to be even seen that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm not only am I blocking the view of the naked chicks, but I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, where are you from? What do you do? People are like, I don't want to. It's like the last people that want to be fucking known there. But they used to have comics on. They had like like actual like people like Steve-O or Doctor or whatever, Donald know. And the comics would just tank. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, the, like, some, like the topic was like how to get your – dick bigger and a guy came out with a two-inch dick another guy had like was mandingo and they're going to dick pump and they're like oh, come on i'm for the comedy right and then all of a sudden uh. and some comics do really well like a guy like Corey holcomb or jason galern or disturbing comics you know but then yeah. you have people that were like friends it's just like like this one girl was doing like a beth midler impression or so it's just uh-huh. not the right fucking crowd uh, right but yeah, yeah. as the warm-up comic i could be like okay I can let this comic eat a dick <laughs> or I could be like, you know, a pl- get him. And I would always be trying to be a, a nice to the comics. Yeah. So, right. A lot of times, like when it came to like, if a comic's doing bad, I bet if you got, uh, the warm up comic is just letting the guy eat a dick. The <laughs> good warm up comic could cover for a comic, you know? On like yeah. a TV show. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guarantee you, most comedians, a lot of comedians, would just be like, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, because also the warm up comics are like, it's hard for warm up comics to get on the show because they're seen yeah. as the warm up comic, you know? Um, yeah. And they're like bitter about that. Yeah. I know huh. some bitter, some bitter warm up comics. They, 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 you know, because you're like there, but you're not there, kind of, right? Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I, um, me and Brody Stevens, before he died, we got, I mean, we, we, we like made up, but we got into a fight uh, because he, 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 they booked me as the warm up comic for Chelsea Lately because Brody uh-huh. was, Brody was a normal guy. Right. He's on the panel, right? He's on the panel that day. And I'm nervous as fuck. I want to do a good job. It's Chelsea Lately. So I go up there and I'm like, my first day. And I'm like, hey, so where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And Brody gets off the, he, he, he leaves the stage. Oh, takes shit. my microphone from me. And I was doing a warm up. 
what? I'm like, yeah, I was like, dude, what are you? Uh, he's like, well, I'll, I'll tell you how it's done. And then just fucking does. And then like, uh, I went home and he called me up apologizing. And he's yeah. like, he, he was so OCD. And, I'm yeah. like, and then and then we became really good friends. I like, mean, Brody were like good friends after that. And but like I I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he he was a nice guy, but he was a little he was nutty, right? He he was the nicest, coolest oh. guy. I saw him about a week before he committed suicide. Shit. And you know, with, with him it was hard because you never knew if he was fucking around or not. You mm-hmm. know, like he'd be sad, but then he would he would be on stage being sad. So it was like, but it was also funny. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was like, they don't get yeah. me. He's like, the crowd doesn't get me. I'm like, dude, what do you mean? He says, nobody gets me. And uh, oh, I wasn't shit. sure if he really was being serious, but he was being serious, you know? Fuck. So that was... Uh, that yeah, was- he he did that a lot. Wait, so wait, did you so you did do warm-up for for Chelsea lately? A couple you- times. A couple times. How many times? So what is doing warm-up like? I've never done that. Is it like... Uh, it depends. It- I mean, it depends. For night calls, it was the best. For Playboy, because... <laughs> Nothing I said was off limit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, did you did you ever like meet chicks at that one? You must have. Oh, it was the best. It was. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it was a there was a really popular porn star that I was like, I wouldn't say dating, but like, <laughs> nice. She's like, dude. she's like, I don't care how many bitches you have, I just want to be your number one bitch. Oh. And I was like, well, I want to be your number one guy today. Uh, yeah. So you're like, all right. So this is the thing. I guess we kind of were alluding to. So. <laughs> that was a funny thing. Like there are a lot of com- you know, you know, comedians always talk because it, it it's easier to meet women when you do comedy. But most comedians, I've it, they have the access to. But I feel like most comedians can't close. Like yeah. Adam can close. You were like really good. What were you doing that was different than? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, we- I, I mean, I know that there are guys that like read the books, like these books, like yeah. <laughs> women or the game or. Yeah, yeah. It's so and lame. Yeah. I fucked up no. so many. I fucked up. I'll tell you, the fastest I ever got laid one time was I was in Oklahoma. <laughs> and my, my front tooth fell out. I have a fake tooth. I hit by a car. And oh, I, had a flipper, I had a flipper in. And I, and I couldn't find it. Um, and this, I met this girl on Tinder. And then the whole time I was like, like I had like a drink in front of me. Or like, I, I said like three words. And I got laid so quick, and I, I was like, "I was like, man, I think I probably talked myself out of pussy so much by like, uh, like, by talking wow. at all." That's amazing. Yeah, I think I was better, yeah. off, better off having one tooth for most of my <laughs> just <day>. hiding it. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, well, she was but, from Oklahoma; she had one tooth anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna lose my dad said we lose a tooth. That's what's been stopping me this whole time: <laughs> having teeth. Yeah. <laughs> In Oklahoma, there was one girl. That uh, I met up Tinder that had a remote control asshole. Uh, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Her. Her. Show me her asshole fell out because I went to her house. And there was a remote, and <laughs> I was like, I swear, Wait, I, was, okay, I was playing yeah. with it, right? And I, I go, oh, "Was this to the TV?" She's like, "No, it's to my anus." I'm like, "She's like, she got into an accident. Gymnastics happened. She was younger, and the butthole fell out. She had a remote control butthole, like." And uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Her, how does a butthole fall out? Well, that that I've heard. I didn't, have, I didn't want to ask too many questions. That's about called it. a prolapsed <laughs> anus. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was a legit. I'm like, well, does it work to the garage? I was like, fuck, I'm making jokes about it, but yeah. no, she got a remote control butthole. But what did uh, the remote control butthole do? Did it like move? It made it, it, made it tighter. It's, <laughs> I just don't it get it. Made her ass yeah. Right. Wow, that that worked. That works out great. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Adam, I mean, I don't. I mean, you in the past also have hooked up like with porn stars. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though anyway, this porn chick, she was she was awesome, but like we have, it wasn't gonna last. Like there was a. But I mean, over the years, how many how many porn stars? A lot of more stars, you know, like porn extras. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> they were in porn. A, a couple big A list ones, but but how about wow. was, I, oh, Come I, on, I, can I you tell one? Girl. What? Can you I tell know. any names? I did. It's called Kaylani Lay. She was a really sweet girl, but mm. she got mad at me because I found her porn on, and on the front it was like, it was like just her naked. It was she's beautiful, but on the back she had like a penis in one hand, <laughs> in the other. And I was like, well, not so much. And then she was like, don't judge me. I don't judge your comedy. I'm like, well, I don't have two dicks on stage. <laughs> she threw me out of her house. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at images right now. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, yeah wow. <laughs> she was a good looking girl. She was cool. Yeah. Though. Except that I, I was just, it was too much. She was, you know. But anyway, but she was friends <laughs> with this girl, Jesse Jane. I, oh, yeah. A, a lot of times, if you're good, they'll, they'll like recommend you to their, their, their friends. You know, it's like it's like oh. a Netflix thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think you told me too. I mean, like uh, people in that industry, they're very, actually, they're safe because they get tested all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. They do get tested a lot more, you know, yeah. and they can't work if they have something. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. and like, and if you're a guy not in the industry, they call you a, a civilian. Yeah. So uh, don't bang civilians. You know? Really? Are they, were they in you because of like comedy or would, uh... I think because I was like sort of at the time, like I was working at Playboy. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. Well, comedians, the comedy world and the, and the porn world definitely uh, intermix a lot more than you would think. I think if you're not a comedian or a porn star. Yeah. And I, and I, I find myself in these situations, like I hosted the, um, exotic dancing awards right in, in vegas right and uh they told me that i couldn't make fun of the girls i'm like i guess paulie shore did and then he got attacked by a strip club owner <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but it was hard like this one girl won this guy like won like best strip club in like lower southwest indiana or something no. and, and he wins he's like they said we couldn't do it you know and, like he's like thanking jesus and i'm like come on <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Jesus was behind that decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a question though, like because I know you've in the past you perform on cruises, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that's all? Cruises are going to be over with now. I mean, I feel like they're going to be done for a while. I think Maybe, the government's going to bail now, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I know they're done for the immediate while. I know that. Uh, but do you think the people are going to want to take cruises though? Um. Yeah. 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 If you've seen the average cruise person, <laughs> <laughs> like like if there were cruises right now, they would still take them. Well, that's the thing; they keep lowering the yeah. prices. I think there people, if the price just goes to a certain point, people will buy. They will like that's in true. a year if it's like fourteen dollars to go on a cruise. Like, and we're gonna do it. And there's still a lot of people who are like, "This is bullshit. It's not real." Well, I don't, well, those yeah, cruises were insane. I mean, the thing is, you don't have to hook up with the guests. There was a t- I was I worked on a cruise ship one time, so like, but then they would tell you like like the break dancers were banging all the chicks because they had the girls, <laughs> they, had the, they, had the, they were working with everybody, and then there'd be like the massage girls up top that were like from England or Australia, and then on the bottom it was like the the Thai people and then the Filipinos and the Indonesians, and then you had the Romanian girls who like only wanted to bang the black comedians. It was a it was a whole it's a whole ecosystem <laughs> of people, but yeah. so. But you know, but you could get fired for hooking up with, with guests. Right. But then they would tell you like there are certain places you could take a guest, like overlooking the water where there's no cameras and the, like the Indian security guards. Uh. <laughs> but it would be hard to like 
tell the girl, hey, listen, will you come with me to the top of the ship? You know, like yeah, where there's no cameras. <laughs> yeah, where there's no cameras. <laughs> we're all we're off, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, just, I remember one time, like I, I got this like hot black chick, and we were on top, and I got like a handy, you know, from her. Yes. Chip. Yes. But then brother. I think like the load made it went over and like went onto somebody else's thing, like. It was, you know, but so you ruined I, someone's cruise. I might have ruined someone's like marriage proposal. <laughs> and then I realized we were like in everyone's room. Like the cameras went to everyone's room, so it might have looked like I was being jerked off by a ghost because it was like nighttime. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool ghost. Yeah, that's that's a cool ghost story. Yeah. Um. So I. This is a, so. He's got a lot of good comedy stories. This is, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't, I mean, I want to go back to the, I, I just want to talk about the porn star stuff more, but um, <laughs> that's kind of all I want to talk about. Well, no, I was going to ask. So like, I, I, I know like what, what? I tried to merge porn. What happened was when I was working at, I was doing this comedy show and I, I remember I, I put a porn star on the flyer and, and, and then I, all of a sudden, like I got all these people back in my space that were like lining up down the block to come see her. So I'm like, Hmm. I had like the light bulb went off. Like maybe I'll do a, a comedy porn star show mm-hmm. where I'll have porn stars go on in between comics, right? So we found this place uh, called Forbidden City. It was like, and the crowd was like, it was like a black biker gang followed oh, by like just some like old like weird dudes, and and then the <laughs> girls, were, and then Casey Armstrong was our host from the Howard Stern show, oh, yeah. and. I think we made like fifteen dollars at the fucking door, and which he gave away to some girl that down fake lube or something. And we got we got <laughs> by all these all these like porn companies, like dildos and vibrators. They were all on stage with us, and like Yoshi went on, and Greg Wilson. Oh, Yoshi! <laughs> and and it was a hard crowd. Like you know, like when you're up there and you're, you're giving up your best, and you're like, uh oh. Like, and I'm like, wait, how are the girls gonna do? Because like this is this comedy people are not laughing. And we got these girls that were like not like the best, like Gonzo girls they were called. So like they were into like weird, crazy, like the kind of porn where like ninety dudes jerk off on you, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang, bang. yeah. So they go on stage, and uh, the one girl is like, "That fucking bartender wouldn't serve me because I'm only twenty. Well, fuck you, she did, and starts just drowning alcohol and flashing her tits. And then the Russian mob is coming to me like, "Hey man, if another girl flashes her tits, I'm fucking ending the show." And then. The girls go on stage, start wrestling each other. <laughs> like the whole show goes bad. One Greg Wilson's on stage. Some girl hops up and like shows her vagina, and she's like, "Eat me out." He's like, "I'm not going in Devil's Canyon." It just it becomes crazy. <laughs> it actually sounds like a pretty good show. Looking <laughs> back, right? So then the girl gets wasted, takes the microphone stand, hurls into the crowd, and starts taking dildos and throwing them to the crowd. So a girl in the crowd gets hit in the face with a dildo. And then, like, it marks up her face. She, she goes to, like, the police and says that someone threw a dildo at my head at a comedy show. <laughs> she really they're did? Like, yeah. They're like, like, we don't even know how to file this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they get that. I'm sure they get that report all the time. People walked out of there like it was 9-11. They were just like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? And other well, people, when, were like, when, people were like, when's your next show? This is the greatest experience of my life. It was, it was the yeah. <laughs> So, like, if you're are you, if you're like dating a porn star, so what are they? Are you a porn star? I know. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I'm just curious, like, what it would be like. I mean, are, I mean, obviously, you don't want to like be in a relationship with them, but I mean, are they very? Um, 
unstable and do they just get mad about things out of nowhere or what? I, I think it depends. I suppose it looks like saying if you're dating a comic, what, what are they like? I mean, right. it's, it's just they're probably like, pretty depressed. No, but it's yeah, all over I, the place. I think, it, I think it runs the gamut. I think that there's like brand new porn stars that like Oof. don't really, haven't really been around, you know, and it's like everything's fun and wild and partying and those are probably yeah. not the girls that you want to date. And then there's girls that like can separate it. You know, they've been in the business for a while. They're a little hardened. You know, they moved on to MILF porn. <laughs> I, you know, I think in general, it's like, it's like, you know, Hooters waitress, stripper, porn star, born again Christian. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember he, he, Adam used to date strippers back in the day. I mean, he's a happily married man now, but years ago, yeah. he dated some strippers. And I remember once you, I think you asked me for money because you had to bail out your girlfriend. Uh, at the time, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a very, I mean, a very long time ago, but it was just a funny story. He's like, "Yeah, can I have fifty dollars? Uh, I got to bail out my girlfriend." That's what I mean. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of that. A lot of bailing out people. Like, is that kind of like? Oh, I remember fuck. one time there was a girl that like I was even dating her. She was just friends, actually, just real friends. And she called me up at a club, and she like was doing like meth and like coke and mm. ecstasy and like passed out and. She had a black eye and like a herpes on her lip. And, oh my god! And I, and I pick her up from the club, and she looks at me and she's like, "You need to get your life together." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think You're that like, was oh, when fuck. I realized I got to get my shit together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But although, also, I think that like for a while when I was new to LA or even New York, New York, you know, I was kind of drawn to that. Like, it was something exciting about like, you know. Uh, there's something exciting about dating a porn star or yeah. dating a stripper or like there was a certain type of also maybe yeah. uh, be around like people that are like, I wouldn't say damaged, but have some issues, but they're kind of fun. And then the parties, I mean, the parties were like, you know, you look around, people are having sex on the floor and yeah. blow jobs and you know, just not, I mean, just, it's just crazy. Um, but the craziest party was the swinger party I went to. Uh, cause he's Phil Baroni, who used to be the drummer for Skid Row. Oh shit. Part of this. Like, okay. school I already love this story. <laughs> and they're all the improv. And then they all like surround me afterwards because I had a good set and they were like, Hey, come join our swinger. We're having a big party. And it's, it's called the lifestyle. It's, and they're on the website called lifestyle lounge. And, and the, I go to this, like how my friend just got divorced. So I was like, let's we'll go to this party on Super Bowl weekend. So we go to this like mansion in fucking Pasadena and there's all these like swingers there and it starts off just a normal party, but then people are having sex in like kids rooms and there's like a swing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, well, I'm watching the football game, like Reggie Bush was that Super Bowl. Bush was in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a big flat screen and there's a bar and some girl has her back on the bar with her legs up like a turkey. And uh, <laughs> the guy has like her, his fist in her. Oh, and, like, and I'm and I'm watching the game, but then I'm looking at like I'm hard to know what to look at, you know. Yeah. And uh, then some girl goes, "That's this is terrible." And I was like, yeah. "He goes, he's doing it wrong." Terrible part. Yeah. So yeah. He's fisting her wrong. Yeah, it's a very specific way to do that. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh. So do you well, miss? Uh, we'll change this for a minute. Uh, do you miss yeah, doing yeah. a stand-up live stand-up, or you because you're doing oh, some of the virtual oh, yeah. shows? Yeah, virtual shows. I mean, they're fun because you see people laughing on the other side of the screen, but it's not the same. I mean, it's yeah. it's cool. They don't have to leave your house. 
Well, I think yesterday you did. I saw you were doing a headlining set. So you did a long set tomorrow. An hour. Really? Yeah. You did an hour virtual show? Hour on Zoom with wow. like most people muted. And because uh, I'm like, I mean, just like I was booking like 10 comics, 15 comics. We're all splitting. And it's, it's like, I'm like, I got to give comics $6. Like it's it's like it's annoying to get some Venmo six dollars. Like yeah, that is all, I have to like include the fact that like, hey, what's your Venmo? Because I owe you six dollars. Because <laughs> if I just say what's your Venmo, I'm gonna get the person's hopes up, but they're gonna see six dollars and get mad. Yeah, so I have to include six dollars in the question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I'm like, you know what? I can, what am I doing? Like if I I could just do an hour. And like I made a couple hundred bucks, you know. Uh, and really? do you think the nice. experience? Do you like? I mean, you said. I mean, it's hard with the laughs, but do you like? I mean, the I like the fact that like I do it from my couch, sitting down, and then I could just do something else afterwards. I don't have to like go anywhere. Uh, like, so that's kind of cool. And I think people have such low expectations that they're laughing at like non-worked-out jokes in some ways. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, or if you I did think, it in a club, you get your ass handed to you, kind of thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know? And I think people are also like just like. I think in some ways, because you're muting the crowd, so you're expecting no laughter. Right. You know, that it's like when you expect laughter and don't get it, it's a lot worse than expecting no laughter and not getting it. So you know, maybe it's actually there. Maybe there's a positive. There's a lot of times I wished I could just mute a crowd in terms of like, <laughs> well, they just can't say anything to me. You know what I mean? That's kind of well. Nice. The crazy part is like you go there and people are, are Zoom hackers. The professional yeah. hackers, the, the Zoom so bombers, a, Zoom bombing, yeah. a Zoom show, and then all of a sudden, all these idiots would like you know bend over once to join or something, and then it's some fucking fifteen-year-old kid, and he's just giving you the finger the whole time. So and then you're trying to get him <laughs> like movement around, um, yeah. whack a mole. I'm, then I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting rid of the wrong people because they keep going up or down or zigzagging throughout. I don't know how they're doing that, and then they're taking over my chat. So. Yeah. Um, like yesterday, I was like, hey, if you like the show, Venmo me or PayPal me. But the problem is my entire chat was like, Hillary Clinton should die and, <laughs> and, and fuck Jews and stuff. So the reason I made any money anyway was because people after the show hit me up and go, what's your Venmo? I tried PayPaling you, but it said F Jews the whole time or something. <laughs> so, so I have to like deactivate the chat so that I'm the only one that can write in it. You can make it private. You can give Yeah, it a I password. know. I didn't do that. So there's a lot of yeah. things I'm not I'm forgetting to do. I'm yeah. learning like, as But I saw him. I saw him do do a set uh, the other a week ago. He was great. I mean, like and it's not easy for a lot of comics to do it. No. Like, no. I was just going to ask how are you even um like how are you promoting this? Like how do you get people to come in and uh, well, no, the, the best way to do it is to like charge people. Like yeah. hey his a show five dollars because then people will show up and they obligated to like I see they spent money they're gonna stay or want to say right I, but right now during this pandemic where people like can't afford money for food and shit I'm not <laughs> gonna be like hey give me twenty bucks for my Zoom show like yeah. I just I can't do it you know yeah. um so I, I put donations and I noticed that some people give me fifty bucks right so mm -hmm. or hundred dollars which would have oh, been nice but that would have been like twenty people yeah. giving me five so I'm. I'm not, that's where like, I don't have the, I don't have the patience to go and ask people to fucking donate to an actual, like, I'm not donating to like, give me money for tickets. I'm not, mm. I can't do that. Um, How do you do it? Do you do it just sitting like this or do you stand like, there with a mic? Just like this. I'm not walking around the fucking room. Plus, you know, I find the best way to do it. Steve Marshall did yeah, crowd great. work. He did Zoom crowd work. It was so funny. And it was so brilliant. 
that that's the best way to do it is to talk to somebody and unmute them when you're talking to them. Because if you unmute everyone at first, you, people are going to rustle. There's going to be a dog barking in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you can't do that. Somebody's like getting arrested or something. You know, so it's <laughs> like you have to... Is it, is it really weird because you just have all these people on your screen looking at you or what? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, look, it, it's fulfilling. Yeah. I feel like I did comedy. And I think so many comics are going to be so out of whack. Oh, by yeah. This is over that at least I'm getting, I'm doing comedy three, four times a night. So I'm, I'm, that muscle's coming. And it's also forced me to write because the same yeah. people are coming back to the Zoom shows. Oh, so, so you have I to have new oh, shit. Smart. Yeah. I don't want to give them the same five, ten new, t- so I want to keep writing just even just for them, you know. Can I ask, can I ask, are you, because obviously I feel like since it's a different environment, are you writing jokes that are like set up punchline and like waiting for, like obviously you're not waiting for laughs. So yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah, different. No, I mean, you have to give them room to laugh. Oh, you do? Okay. And then yeah, it's, it's just silent for you. Yeah, yeah. The worst Zoom comics that I've ever seen are, are either they're going up there and just telling about their day. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I'm like, why did I even book this person? Like, right. Or they're just going through their laundry list. Or they're just like, hey, today I, I watched the Tiger King. And, uh, and then I watched this on that. I'm like, dude, this is not a fucking like a diary That's a, or a podcast <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be a performance yeah from what, when i was you know i've seen a couple of these already i feel like it's important to be a little punchier for these shows because you know the uh, storytelling necessarily doesn't always work as well for these, you also these shows out. you also stand out you know yeah um because like, you did you did great and i'm like yeah because he's got fucking punchlines and some some people mm-hmm. were rambling you know well i just think yeah of course i think i think people also appreciate punchlines yeah you know? i mean like the the art of stand up comedy has become like the fourth most important thing. Yeah. In the yeah. Now it's like it's Instagram true. followers or right. talk following or uh, what's your podcast like? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, the podcast you, numbers is probably the biggest thing. And you're like Crazy. the actual fucking jokes are like fourth. Yeah. Like, I know. like when we started, it, it that wasn't the case. You know. Yeah. But you're really, I mean, you're amazing with it. Like the way you can just fucking shoot off. So many different jokes. I mean, I always feel like stand-up comedy should be laughs per minute, and I feel like we've gotten away from that. And well, that's, you know, what, that's what it used to be. Like when we yeah. when we started, like even at the Comedy Cellar, like I we used to watch these comics like Norton and Neve mm-hmm. and Orny and Godfrey and, and, and Tell, Tell, and you wouldn't even know when their jokes ended mm-hmm. because there were so many punchlines. Yeah, they're still crushing all those guys. Well, most of those guys. Yeah. But but now it's like, uh, you know, you got to be weird, or you mm-hmm. have to like have a message, mm-hmm. or you know, you have to be, it's or just, just be trans. Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, it's weird. Even before all that, I mean, you know, it, it, and it changes so fast. Like, I feel like you know, people are like, what's going to happen to stand up now? I feel like stand up was already kind of like. You know, struggling. You know, for a little while, it's just kind of like getting people to go out and watch stand up. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it was, been, it's also became very clicky. Like mm-hmm. people think because they listen to like Joe Rogan's podcast, they're experts on comedy. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. And then, it, then it, they think, oh, if you're in at the comedy store, then you have. Then obviously, you're the best comic in the world. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, the, yeah, there are great comics on Rogan's podcast. The comics, the comedy store, but you did it. You did like, Rogan's, right? Yeah, yeah, I did Rogan's a long time yeah. ago, but like. I mean, there aren't many comics that could hang. Like you look at like Godfrey, or you look at like Godfrey, and you look at Chris D'Elia, right? Mm-hmm. And 
you go, who's going to fucking annihilate Godfrey? Godfrey, you know, Godfrey and is he's he's like a savant. It's incredible. But, you ask, but if you ask ninety nine yeah. out of a hundred people who's the better comic, they're going to say Dalia. Yeah, because yeah. they, they don't know Godfrey. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, my point. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So. Who's Godfrey? Is, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I remember seeing Godfrey. I remember when we like around it's first a good met point. you guys. It, it, yeah. It's a good point what Adam's making right now. But it, but it's like, what do you do about that? I mean, like, it's not like Joe Rogan asked for, you know, the huge following. I don't like how they pretend like it's like, oh, everyone's just like friends with everyone. It's like, no, you guys do have an inner circle and no, you're well, all look, benefiting. I mean, look, Godfrey's not homeless right now. You know what No, he's like, doing fine. Yeah, okay, sure. So it's like, it's not like these comics that are struggling. You know, Dan Natterman's a monster on stage. Right. You know, but Natterman's not, I mean, these guys are fine. It's just a matter Mike of... Mike Vecchione like, is a monster. Yeah, it's just a matter of perception. But I think it all, like... That's the thing about comedy, like, that others... Like, if, if, you're, a, if you're a school teacher, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be guranteed, like, let's say, 75, 80,000 a year, whatever it is. But you're not going to be able to one day make $6 million next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen. With comedy, you can. You know, um, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen it. I've seen Leslie Jones go from virtually unknown to being in Ghostbusters, you know, uh, I've seen Tiffany Haddish, you know, mm -hmm. she, she used to, you know, do open mics. Oh, really? You saw her about you? Yeah, I, I saw Tiffany. No one knew who the fuck Tiffany was. Like no one, nobody would book Tiffany. And then Tiffany is like, you know, yeah, so, yeah. so there's always that, like, you're always kind of one roll away or one thing away from something huge happening. Yeah. yeah. I, and I kind of think it's some of those guys who have been around for a while, who when they hit, they hit really hard, like Leslie Jones or Tiffany Haddish, like because they're by the time they make it, they're really good. They're like undeniable, you know. Yeah, no, one one thousand percent. I mean, yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. And and like a guy like you know, like if let's say Tom Cotter tomorrow had the biggest show, people be like, who, where the fuck this guy come from? Yeah. But like the four of us would be like, well, we knew. Tom well, he's Cotter. been doing it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, but a lot of it is just like finding finding your you finding your little your little thing you know that just mm -hmm. kind of blows you up mm -hmm. but and i think people get really frustrated because it's like even if it's more so than other aspects of entertainment but it, it's not a meritocracy at all it's not and when you first start it's very well i'm the funny i i'm like really funny i'm funnier than them so i should get this but it doesn't work that way at all no, even yeah, comedy. Like nobody ever became a comic to get a podcast I know. I mean, nobody, I know. Like, they are now. Like, They're starting to now. That's no, kind nobody, of the thing too. Nobody was like, "Oh, I want to become a comic so that I could become big on Instagram." Yeah. You know, it's like it's like you became a comic because you wanted to be funny, make people laugh. Right. And you got to do all this other shit to kind of make that happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very. I'm. It's funny. I remember when I when when I first met you guys, like around two thousand, like doing comedy wasn't like a cool, popular thing. It wasn't like. Oh yeah, I want to be. It was almost kind of like, yeah, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna do comedy. It was just, it wasn't like, it wasn't a thing that everyone was doing at the time. You know what I mean? It wasn't popular really anymore. I didn't feel like. Did no, you feel like that? I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I always liked the, like the guys hanging. I like always like having Eric, a guy like Eric. Like we, we always have fun. You know, yeah. I was like the the big thing. Like no, I, I liked it. I just feel like no one else really was that into it. No, we were always in it, in it together. I think I think though at that point it was a lull a little bit, and it was also the time where uh, we should talk about this for a second if you want UCB because you know they kind of went out, 
that's that's UCB was like huge for a while, and they, I think oh, yeah. they they stopped looking at standups for a while. And I think mm-hmm. that was kind of that time a little bit. Yeah, like what well, started like mid thousand mid two thousands was in UCB really, and that was when the alt scene kind of started becoming the thing. Did you ever perform at the UCBs? Uh, a little bit. I, I I did like the second cities and the stuff. I would always get to a point where they're like, okay, now you're level five. So you have to pay for a coach. And, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, what? Like, no. It's like Scientology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah level five. Now I have to do a show with Xenu. Yeah. <laughs> now you got to hire someone who's not working so that like he can get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wait, what's going on here? You know? Yeah, and but I think also a lot of those shows, you know, those UCB people, they were a little arrogant. We were kind of talking about it, and like, yeah, you know, it was kind of hard to break into. Tom kind of got into that thing a little bit. I was in the New York scene. I like because I went to LA for a couple of years when I came back, and like alt, alt comedy was becoming a thing. And I kind of got into like this one scene when it was like. They, they liked me, but it wasn't big yet. And then when I was in, it kind of grew, grew around it. And so UCB was kind of part of that. And they had some stand-up shows. So I was kind of in that scene. But even though I was in that scene, like they were still, you know, UCB people were just really mean, you know, like, because they, they looked down on stand-ups. They just, they would be kind of like, oh, you do stand-up. Like, All comedy they, was like great in the beginning. Like when I used to go to like, not Surf Reality, the other one. Where people would literally do heroin on stage, Whoa. <laughs> like babies in the crowd, and then like comic strip. No, like, Dimitri Martin was there. It was like it was like, what's his name was there. That those two brothers who were always doing those. It wasn't Surf Reality. It was. It was the Scar- other one. Scar Brothers. No, Rick and Shapiro and Rob. Oh, oh yeah. Because like, they was, did that at Surf Reality too. They did a lot. Of people just go up there and like do drugs. Yeah, for, maybe for eight minutes. It was insane. It was fucking insanity. <laughs> but they were like nice, you know. If you if you went up there and told jokes, they were nice. But these were really fucking alternative people. These were not like these. I mean, they were like drag queens or like the bunny, the the bunny lady bunny would be there. It was just fucking insane. Yeah. Like, and, and real comedians it, would be there. Like Dove Davidoff was always there at Surf yeah. Reality. I remember. Yeah, but then it became like the cool thing would be the alternative comedy, and then people get mad at you for having jokes. Yeah, like, <laughs> look at him; he's like, trying. Yeah, like what? The, so, oh my god! Sorry that I wrote my set yesterday and not on the way to the stage. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I feel like I think the reason I kind of got embraced by that community is because I I was because some people could pull it off where like. I did have jokes, but I always kind of walked the line of like, is this prepared or is it not prepared? You know what I mean? So like, I was a very like, I was in, when I started comedy, I would just go to the clubs and watch these great comedians. And I learned how to do comedy that way. So like when I was in that alt scene, I was already like five years in, I knew how to do jokes, but I was really into doing new jokes. So I think they took that as like, Oh, this guy's not really like, it's really loose. Like he's just kind of whatever. And I'm like, well, no, I wrote a joke. I just haven't really done it that many times yet. So they I think they kind of... We were at Gladys's, and the only jokes that would work in Times Square were ones that, like, <laughs> had no... Like, they have to be... Like, anyone in the world could get it. Because yeah. it couldn't be anything local. It couldn't be anything about a TV show. Otherwise, you would bomb. It had to be, like, the most general fucking joke yeah. ever. Or you would just eat a dick. And that was the only club that would take us. So yeah. then I would go to a, a alternative show, and they'd be like, 
what? You're not talking about, you know, season four of Transformers or something? Like, <laughs> no, they're like, uh, they're like, what's the deal with Jeff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in general, Jeff. <laughs> no, just like, like the most in in a specific thing, like that's an in joke. Oh, dude, and then I would have meltdowns. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Sorry, I played sports in high school. <laughs> At the time, I was fucking 23, and, and, and I got pussy, and I had to work, and I lifted weights, and I, and I the fucking sun affects me and then, then they would laugh when i just became i became like the alt alt guy right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but because yeah, uh, you threw out the you know but that's the, the regular thing. guy yeah but i think that's why everyone was so happy when they went out ucb you looked yeah. on social media everyone was fucking all at least comics were going they loved it and it was the too cool for school scene and i do think another reason is because i wasn't really like an i didn't that scene kind of showed up and it was over and like I wasn't like, man, I really want to be a part of this scene. I kind of didn't give a shit. And I feel like it, it was one of those scenes that, like, they could smell when people wanted to be a part of it. So, like, I kind of had an attitude. I think I, I have a very aloof attitude in general. And I think they read it as, like, oh, this guy doesn't care. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care if we – and then people would come specifically to New York to be part of that scene. And, you know, they, they would be like, oh, get out of here. Um, so it was an interesting – and then the, the bad thing, what happened was – you know, I, I just kind of did, I just did jokes. I was like a comedian and uh, I kind of got labeled an alt comedian. Like um, I auditioned for the seller and I had like a, I mean, like I did, I didn't get passed, but my set wasn't that bad. But then I heard later down the grapevine, someone was like, oh yeah, he just did all his alternative stuff. And I was like, alternatives. I did like jokes that are like normal jokes. And then like, so it was weird. It, you know, it's, it's weird when comedy, oh, hey, what's up? We have this. We have a cameo. <laughs> You're losing the room. <laughs> yeah. what, what was that? Was that your kid? Yeah, my little baby. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Hey, Violet, right. come here. Violet, come here. Say hi to the alternative comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, actually no, my, uh, that was my name for a while, the alternative comic. There are some great alternative comics. There are some really great ones, but then there's this like. Brody I mean, was, no, right? Rogan? Brody. Oh, Brody was unbelievable. Yeah. Brody was unbelievable. Well, it depends. I mean, I, he, yeah. Well, when Brody was, yeah, Brody was unbelievable. And I mean, there, there's some great ones. But then, like anything else, it becomes like flooded where everyone's. I feel like comedy in general is like, I, I equate it to like 80s, like, like rock bands or just rock and roll where like you get like a really good band, like uh, Metallica, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden you get like a Guns N' Roses and you're like, oh shit, that's awesome right but then like people are like the industry's mad because they didn't make any money on those two so they're like oh we got to get the next one so then they get like a poison and then they go oh wait we gotta get one more like that and then yeah, yeah. Out, like white lion you know and before you know it you're with like with nelson and, he's fucking- <laughs> <laughs> and i, and I feel analogy. like with comedy it sort of like becomes a lot of it like you get like a guy like dane cook who's fucking uh, was really good at one point like he yeah. did it on his own too but he was like, I remember Dane would just murder. I yeah. mean, like I've never seen a murder. And then you go, okay, maybe, you know, we need, we need the next Dane. And then you get like Dalia or something. And then, yeah, yeah. And then you get a, like a knockoff of him. And then before you know it, you're just watching like a bad caricature of the original guy, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and the alt scene, the alt scene became something. It became, I mean, when I first was in, I mean, you know, if you were a good comedian, like, I mean, when I when I was doing those rooms, like Louis C.K. was like a regular in those rooms. Gaffigan was doing a Burbigli. You know, these are you know Dimitri. You know, was a great comedian. Is a great comedian. He had jokes. It was just 
there were some people crossover is Judah Freelander. Like he's yeah. the one that flag, I think, and you know, yeah, to this day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, but anyway, right. um, yeah, these kids. Uh, you want to? Yeah, we're wrap gonna it let up? you go. We're oh, gonna let yeah. you be a father. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, great, man. Yeah, yeah great, man. You're, thanks a lot. Tremendous. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, hold on, hold on one sec. Violet, come here. Violet, come here. <laughs> I want you guys to see this little baby. She's the best. Eric, when are you gonna have kids? Yeah, when are you uh, having kids, I Eric? think that ship sailed. <laughs> Eric, Eric is the best, most frustrating comic. I know. <laughs> That's he's accurate. So, he's so funny. Yeah. He's so good. Oh, oh wait. Aw, there he is. Hey. Hi, Violet. Hi. Hello. My friend Eric. Hello. Is that your phone? She's cute. That's Hello. Hello. She's on the phone. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. But Eric, Tom, you got to give Eric some confidence because – He's always like right there, and he's always the funniest. Always been the funniest. <laughs> Doesn't want to like put himself out there. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, Eric, you should put yourself out there. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Price when, when, when this is over, man, like when this quarantine's over, you, you gotta be a regular Caroline's and the Comedy Cellar because you're better than all those guys, man. Oh, hell yeah. I do. I do some of those clubs. Well, but. he does. You know, it's funny. He does do the cellar, but um, I, I actually asked him. I'm like, you should. Be, you know, try and become a regular there. And he's like, uh, I do, I don't, I don't do know. some shows. That's a pain in the ass. Anyway. No, he's, that, no, he's that guy that like is best right, good point. In, the, in the movie, but never tries to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like sets uh, her up with like the worst people ever. <laughs> and then just bad yeah. mouth that person. But meanwhile, he should be like, you know, he, he, he likes to close it. You know? Yeah, and then you're the guy who shows him and just bangs her. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he's not going to do it, why would I not, you know? It's true. <laughs> you're literally like uh, the Jason Schwartzman character in uh, Funny People. He's like, hey, well, look, I mean, I gave you a chance. Now I'm going to bang her. <laughs> Eric, how's uh, Laura Lifshitz doing? You still talk to her? Uh, no, I, I, no, no. What about, uh, what, about, what about Yumi or any of those girls? <laughs> you know, Yumi I, was at that show that I was talking about, Rockland County. Yeah, oh, she was. I've dated some comics over the years, you know, so. A lot of comics. Yeah, still yeah. do, so. Yeah. Yeah. Have you did? Did you ever date any comics? Uh, a couple. Um, but, but it wasn't like, I was actually trying not to date them. Like, I took one girl on the road with me just to be, like, be nice, and she climbs in my bed. And then I'm like, what am I going to do? She's my opener. Mm. <laughs> but, Good. Uh, that's a hit. I love how you rationalized it. Well, what am I gonna do? If I open her, she's here. Um, that's great. Um, well, anyway, I'll see you guys out in LA. Uh, Alex, thanks for. Nice yeah, meeting, it was really nice meeting you, man. Yeah, man, thank Definitely. you. Definitely, great job. Over. That was hilarious. Yeah, you were you were hilarious too. Thanks. Uh, let's go. Let's uh, let's hang. Uh, give me some of those uh, porn stars numbers. <laughs> I will, man. Absolutely, no problem. Yeah, okay. they're all on that... fans only. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Later, man. Thank yeah. you. Um, all right, so you to sign, uh, that's it, sign you guys. Off? Let's sign yeah. off. That was uh, that was fun. That was great, uh, Adam man. Adam Hunter, thanks. For I love Adam. By the yeah, way, yeah. before we end, I just want to say uh, Adam's great and uh, he's, well, he's a male he, role model. He's really funny. I was talking to uh, actually Josh Comers about this not long ago, where I was saying because he knows Adam too, and I yeah. was like saying how um, when I, you know when I first met him, he seemed like I wouldn't like him. You know, those mm. guys you mean you're like this guy seems like he's gonna be a dick. Um, okay, yeah. Then he's really nice. So yeah, and he's got some um, great. He's got oh, great he's stories. got great stories, and he just uh, went yeah. off on all of them. It was he yeah, had like awesome. he was from day one. I remember meeting. I mean, the, you know, he was like nineteen or twenty. And he just every 
he just had a story about it every the night before he just banged some check just like every <laughs> time i was like wow it's awesome um, yeah he's a closer all right. Yeah, Did we stop? Do we end no, no, we're, we're recording. Oh. We're closing out right now. All right. Uh, bye, everyone. We'll we'll be back soon. Right. We'll be back soon. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Who do we have uh, next? Do we want to say? Or? Uh, well, we don't know the order yet. So we'll we don't know okay. the order, but we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of really good guests. We really do. Yeah. We got some heavy. This is hitters. becoming like a show. Yeah, <laughs> like a real one. All right. This um, pa- pandemic was the best thing to happen to this. It's true. All right. Bye, everyone. Okay. Bye, bye. Better look on map, besides, me not like the eye fight Me not think such a thing is worth a man's life But if a man tests my style, I promise he won't like my reply Boom, bye bye, like Buju, I'm Kushu, I'm a Brooklyn boy I may take some getting used to Change snatch-